Harvest Church communities, we want to see all people walking together with God, bearing fruit for His kingdom. We believe that the reason all people exist is to have a relationship with the Almighty God of the universe. But that relationship can only be truly experienced in community with other followers of Jesus as we all walk together with Him. We also believe that each person has a sacred purpose in life to be fruitful and multiply the gifts God has given each one of us for the sake of His kingdom and His glory. And that is why the mission of Harvest Church Communities is to multiply local communities of people who are walking together with God, bearing fruit for His kingdom. Yes, you heard that right. Our church consists of multiple local communities. These communities meet in local homes each week and provide a place where people come together to worship God, to pray, study His Word, ask questions, share what God is doing in their lives, and receive the help and encouragement that we all need and seek to walk together with God. And although we do meet together once a month as a whole church in a more traditional way, our weekly community gatherings are the focus and the heartbeat of our church. So why have we chosen to meet as small local communities instead of as one large church? While we believe there's no one right way to do church, we, we believe that meeting in smaller groups helps us to address some of the challenges of modern life as well as better accomplish the purpose of the church as revealed in Scripture. Our modern way of living, it challenges us in many ways, but the two problems that I think stand out are isolation and consumerism. Although our world is connected by technology like never before, feelings of isolation and loneliness are on the rise. We long for meaningful connection with others, yet we are reluctant to allow others to really know us for fear that we may not be worthy of their respect or acceptance. And politically, we become so polarized into groups that we rarely reach out to the other side. Our relationships have become so difficult that it can seem easier to avoid being vulnerable and intimate with others. At the same time, our society is incredibly consumer-oriented, and it's easy to get caught up in the desires for bigger, better, faster, more. Technology and wealth, they allow us to indulge our cravings for instant gratification, and we end up chasing things like money, success, appearance, image, pleasure, and often at the expense of those around us. And, and yet, for all that society promises to give us, it leaves us feeling empty and alone. And that's where the mission of the church comes in. Instead of living in isolation, we walk together with God. Instead of pursuing selfish consumerism, we, we bear fruit for his kingdom. So how do we walk together with God and bear fruit for his kingdom? What does that look like here at Harvest Church Communities? And the answer is found in Paul's letter in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. It says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith 
and in the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. This passage lays out the strategy for Harvest Church communities. The body of Christ builds one another up to be more and more like Jesus. And, and notice that this passage is all about becoming mature and growing up. Paul wants his readers to stop being like immature children or like a rudderless boat in the ocean, just getting blown around by what, whatever the prevailing winds are of the moment. He says back in verses 15 and 16, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up into, in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped then each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. The first thing to note is that this passage makes it clear that every Christian has a mission-critical role. Jesus is the head of this body, but each of us has a job, a role, just like the parts of your body. Christian, your role is mission-critical. And that's not my idea. That's God's idea. God's plan is for us to grow together as we walk with God. So what do you think Satan wants to do to us? He wants to divide us and keep us out of relationship with one another. He wants us to hide from one another and not to be open. And, and, and he wants us to not be honest with one another. Therefore, as a church, we are going to resist the temptation to isolate ourselves from others by being intentional with one another. And, and Harvest Church Communities has five areas of relationship where we want to be intentional in walking together with God. First, we have our intentional communities. These are the groups that we're calling microchurches that meet at homes and enjoy fellowship around a meal sometimes corporate worship, prayer, communion, applicational Bible study. Let's think of it like a family. We give and we take. Each of us should come wanting to serve and to love others. And then out of our intentional communities, we want to form intentional relationships. And these are discipleship relationships consisting of two to four people that regularly connect to encourage one another and hold one another accountable to their pursuit of Christ in his mission. In intentional relationships, we want to love each other enough to be honest about our struggles and to hold one another accountable, to not just hear the word of God, but to obey it. We also see these relationships fostering mission and where we look beyond ourselves to share the good news of Jesus with others and to help them to find him. And then third, we have our intentional gatherings. And these are our monthly church-wide uh, meetings amongst all of our communities and we, where we can encourage unity and fellowship. 
We can celebrate the work of God and what he's doing in our communities and lives. And these times look more like a traditional worship service with live preaching and worship music. And these gatherings are a great place for new people to come and experience our church. And then as we grow in our personal relationships with God and one another, our homes will become centers of ministry, both to the other members of our household and to our neighbors. And we call these intentional homes. An intentional home is a home where husbands and wives encourage one another in their faith. Parents teach their children to put their hope in God and obey Him. It's an individual or family that uses their home to become a ministry center, showing hospitality to neighbors, buying them groceries, babysitting their kids, cleaning their houses, mowing their lawns, visiting them when sick, and through it all, sharing our faith in word and in deed. And it's our hope that these neighbors then come to understand and accept the love of Christ, starting their walk with God together with the home that reached out to them and loved them. And then finally, we want intent to intentionally develop leaders. Intentional leadership is a specific type of discipleship relationship. It's focused on training and equipping the leaders and future leaders of our intentional communities. And these relationships help build cohesion amongst our leaders, accountability to the mission and support with practical help and prayer. And lots more could be said on each of those five areas, but here's the main thing that I hope you see right now. Every individual is a key part of the ministry of our church. Not just the pastors or the people up front. Our local church is a community. It is not a concert or sporting event where most of the people are just watching and only a few are working. We love preaching and teaching. We love corporate worship, but we want to be intentional about creating space for every person to engage in the mission that God has for them. And we want to be in relationship with one another instead of isolated from each other. So how do we engage in the ministry of the church? We stop being self-centered consumers and start thinking of others first. Look back at Ephesians chapter 4. It tells us, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up into every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. We speak the truth in love to one another so that we will grow into Christ. That's our vision statement. We want to see all people walking together with God, bearing fruit for his kingdom. This means that we have to know God's truth and we have to know and love one another. How can you give someone the truth if you don't know the truth yourself? And how can you properly apply the truth to someone if you don't really know them? What good is knowing the truth and applying it to someone if you don't do it with love? Truth and love go together in growing relationships. If we, don't love, if we love without truth, we just enable people. And if we give people truth without love, then we are abusive. 
Therefore, we are going to resist the temptation to consume and take from others by being intentional in loving one another. And this is the heartbeat of Harvest Church Communities. We are walking together with God, bearing fruit for His kingdom. Thank you.